Hey, and welcome to Epistle, a devotional podcast that goes through the New Testament one book at a time. We're in John chapter 6 today, starting at verse 29, just so you uh, are able to follow along. We backpedaled one verse to be able to get some momentum coming into today's passage. So John chapter 6, starting at verse 29, Jesus told them, this is the only work God wants from you. Believe in the one he has sent. They answered, show us a miraculous sign if you want us to believe in you. What can you do? After all, our ancestors ate manna while they journeyed through the wilderness. The scriptures say Moses gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said, I tell you the truth, Moses didn't give you bread from heaven. My father did. And now he offers you the true bread from heaven. The true bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, give us that bread every day. Jesus replied, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But you haven't believed in me even though you have seen me. However, those the Father has given me will come to me, and I will never reject them. For I have come down from heaven to do the will of God who sent me, not to do my own will. And this is the will of God, that I should not lose even one of all those he has given to me, but that I should raise them up on the last day. For it is my Father's will that all who see his Son and believe in him should have eternal life. I will raise them up at the last day. We have a somewhat ridiculous request from the crowds as they uh, talk and converse with Jesus. They are requesting a sign, and it's ridiculous because we have to confront them almost via word of mouth to the text, right? We can't talk to them through time, but it's almost as if if we could reach through the pages of the Bible and grab them by the lapels and just shake them. It's like, are you kidding me? Have you not been paying attention at all? Have you just been ignoring Jesus? Or, Or what's the deal here? Because he has been doing signs and miracles and and signifiers of his authority all throughout his ministry up to this point. And here they are asking for another sign. Well, give us a sign to prove that you have authority. Now, it's fair, right? Signs prove the authority. This is where uh, the apostles in the book of Acts, we see this comparison, right? The signs were amazing and they were undeniable, but ultimately the signs point to the message. The signs are not the message themselves, but they point to the authority of those who are speaking. And this is what Jesus is trying to get at here. And, and almost, uh, as you look at these verses, right, they they almost give this request for a sign in an act of defiance, in, in almost an act of challenge, right, to, to see what Jesus can do. And they give the comparison here of Moses through the wilderness as he leads the Israelites for 40 years, every day they had bread from heaven and they believed that it came from Moses, right? And this the challenge here is like, well, Moses was able to feed the entire nation every day for 40 years. Like, what can you do, right? The, Moses has set the bar as far as showing us signs of authority. Like, if you want to prove how much authority you have, you have to do better than that. And Jesus here says that I am better than that. I am the bread of life. And Jesus clarifies even to them the point that Moses wasn't the one who gave them that bread. It was God. They had no idea what this bread was. They even called it, what is it? That is what manna means, right? They woke up one morning, they walked out of their tents, and there was dew on the ground that dried up and it turned into a flaky bread-like substance that tasted like honey. And they were amazed. They ate it. And they're like, well, what is it? Well, that's a good name. And they called it, they called it manna. Moses points out, 
that this was the Heavenly Father who gave them this bread. And the Heavenly Father, that same Heavenly Father, is giving them better bread. And as he makes this clarification, it almost starts to sound an awful like the conversation that he has with the Samaritan woman, right? From John chapter 4, the request that she gives to Jesus is, give me this living water. Here, they're looking for this bread that satisfies, just like she was looking for water that she wouldn't have to keep coming back to draw from. This this crowd is looking for bread that will completely satisfy them, that they can rely on food every day, just like they did in the wilderness. Food and water are life-giving elements, and it leads us here to the comparison that Jesus is making about himself, is that as bread as bread and water are life-giving elements, Jesus is also life-giving, but he is better than just bread and water, right? Which leads us into these I am statements that he makes about himself. Jesus uses these to describe himself, to give the character and nature of who he is and what he's like. And it's almost like almost a personal parable where we've been looking at these comparisons and teachings about what the kingdom of heaven is like. And Jesus, using these statements, is showing us who he is like. And the comparison here becomes personable, relatable, and simple and straightforward. And it leads us to the conclusion that whatever Jesus compares himself to be like, we have to recognize that Jesus has those same kind of attributes, only better, only more so, more pronounced, more perfect, and fully realized in the person of the Messiah. The issue here that people have is the fact that he's using this phrase, I am. Now, he's using it to describe himself. So grammatically, he's in the clear, right? He's talking about himself. He's using the correct pronouns. But what he's using here when he's saying, I am, is he's using this name that God gave to himself, to Moses on Mount Sinai. He's using this divine name. And Jesus, as he uses this name to describe himself, it's accurate because we recognize that he's the Messiah. But it also causes some ripples of dissatisfaction and resentment among the Israelites because they hold this name, this name of I am, as sacred and untouchable. They don't even use it if they can help it. They use another name to refer to God altogether. Jesus here, though, as he describes himself as the bread of life, he is telling us and teaching us through this personable parable that he is one who gives life and who satisfies and fulfills, not just temporarily, but for all time. So as we consider this, there's an incredible amount of promises and statements and declarations of facts that are in verses 35 to 40 that we didn't even get to today. So I want the takeaway point for you to go through verses 35 to 40 and to clarify and just to describe and figure out which one stands out to you the most. Thanks for listening to Epistle. You can find, follow, and give feedback on our Instagram page at E underscore Pistle. You can find all of the episodes for this podcast wherever you get your podcasts, and please feel free to share them with a friend. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.